Viceroy Gunray escapes. En route to Coruscant to stand trial for war crimes, evil Separatist leader Newt Gunray has broken free of his Jedi escort. With the help of Count Dooku's sinister agents, the villainous Viceroy has made a daring getaway. Alerted to the bold prison break, Jedi Master Kit Fisto has traced the stolen ship to a remote system, hoping to recapture Gunray and return him to justice. Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar, welcome to the 35th Grievous Gurgling episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom. And thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert, and even the other Mandos that aren't in your covert. Share it with all the Mandos in your life. Share with your enemies, your loved ones, your non-loved ones, your pets, your pets' friends, all of it. And if possible or so inclined, and you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us those sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews. They help independent, small independent podcasts like ours stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. Uh, please check out our parent website, 3bzine.com. You'll find links to all the shows on the network. That includes Beer Night in San Diego. The TomCast Podcast, our pop culture-focused podcast, which is currently Marvel-focused. And, uh, uh, and this fine show, MandoVision, which you're already listening to, so you won't need the link. But we also have a store envy page there if there's any merchandise you might want to pick up to help support the shows as well. Um, hey, check it out, all right? So we are here. We're back. We are ready to talk about Season 1, Episode 10, Lair of Grievous. And this is obviously Grievous-focused. <laughs> so get ready for some Grievous talk. We're not going to get to that, that, that special Grievous episode that I've been promising where I, I sort of have an airing of grievances against General Grievous. And that sort of has been bumped a little bit in, in lieu of the fact that we have to kind of step up our game and get more podcasts out because we want to finish Season 1 of The Clone Wars before The Bad Batch starts. Because when The Bad Batch starts, we definitely want to make sure we're covering that as the episodes come out. So uh, uh, we, we'll, we'll get to that in that time frame. Now, you may be able to hear behind me. I don't, can you hear that? the drip, drip, drip? It is a rare, rainy day in San Diego, California. So uh, I, I've tried to filter that out as best as I can, but uh, it is a persistent drip out the window that is just over my shoulder here. So I hope that's not going to be too distracting. I think we're going to be okay. And besides, we have to get to the Lair of Grievous. We don't have time to listen to the rain. We're going to be focused on this episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars. So before we get into it, remember, we got to do the most important part of the show. you got to strap on your buckets. Let's go. I didn't forget to teach you restraint, did I, my old Padawan? I am sorry, Master. I got carried away. Those who have power should restrain themselves from using it. Lieutenant, did you get them? No, but we have you, Viceroy. You have nothing, Jedi fools. I welcome you to your doom. <laughs> the tracking beacon. They knew we were coming. I should have known Gunray wasn't here. At the first sight of us, he would have run off screaming like the coward he is. 
I apologize for the deception, Master Jedi. Count Dooku, you have a great talent for unexpected appearances. It's a shame you came so far to be frustrated. While the Viceroy is unavailable for capture, allow me to offer you an alternative prize. This has got to be a trap. Oh, it is a trap indeed, my dear clone friend. But that's that is the that is the role of the show, right? Always a trap. Jedi are always walking into traps, and and clones are paying the price. Oh, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. So yes, season one, episode ten, Lair of Grievous, originally aired December twelfth, two thousand and eight. Plot of the episode: General Grievous must prove himself worthy of the Separatists. When Count Dooku leads Kit Fisto and his former Padawan to Grievous's villainous enclave. This episode of The Clone Wars is directed by Atsushi Takauchi and written by Henry Gilroy. We got a really great cast in this episode. Phil Lamar joins the team as Kit Fisto. Matthew Wood once again as General Grievous in the Battle Droids. Tom Kenny as our narrator and Newt Gunray. D. Bradley Baker once again as the Clone Troopers. We have uh, David Accord as A4D, the droid. Corey Burton as Count Dooku. Tom Kane as Yoda slash our narrator. Ashley Eckstein as Ash Ahsoka Tano. Terrence T.C. Carson as Mace Windu. And Olivia Dabo as Luminara Unduli. A couple of these are, are, are fairly small part, parts for the episode, but, you know, you guys know that as you have watched this episode. And and uh, our Jedi fortune cookie for the episode. Most powerful is he who controls his own power. Now, the, the, the clip we played leading into the segment, uh, Kit mentions that specifically to his, his Padawan, to Nedar Veb, a Mon Calamari Jedi, and Kit's former apprentice. Uh, it, it's interesting. This is an episode that's, I think, very interesting. Obviously, you know, one of the, one of the overarching themes of, of Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, is the role of power within the Jedi Order. And um, I think this episode is, is, is a prime illustration of uh, how the war is, is sort of taking a toll on the younger members of the Jedi Order in, in particular. You know, they, they all seem to have different views of the war. They all seem to have different uh, interpretations of their roles within the war. And and that, that will be something we, we continue to explore as we meet more Jedis who are at, at different degrees in their, their development, in their journey as Jedis. You know, obviously, uh, we're, we're, we're juxtaposed against Kit Fisto, a, a, a master of the Jedi Order, and uh, I believe at this point he's even on the council for the Jedi. So him meeting up with a former Padawan and, and, and sort of seeing uh, the, the sort of beneath the surface anger that that Nidar Veb has as he as he works his way uh, in, in this war and he sort of becomes more aggressive in, in an effort to end the war and, and, to, and to be victorious in the war. Uh, we, we, we'll probably play some more clips from that as as the show goes on. Uh, but I do want to mention uh, how much... Uh, I I am a big fan of Kit Fisto. And, and, and to get our first episode that really focuses on him uh, is, is really, truly exciting. Uh, there is... There's, there's tons of great comics with Kit in them. And I think he even has... I believe he's even in one of the novelizations. Uh, that is no longer canon, but what are you going to do about that? And and uh, Kit was also featured prominently in a couple episodes of the uh, the uh, Gennady Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars animated series. You know the guy from Samurai Jack uh, that he did before this computer animated version of the Clone Wars came to be. And uh, you know those are since non-canon, 
Uh, but but there's a couple of great ones featuring Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto, a Nautilin is the name of his species, and uh, he is from the planet, uh, uh, I believe it's Glee, uh, Glee and Selim. And uh, yeah, obviously he's very nautical based, and his name is a Nautilin. Uh, you know, the, he's got the, the gather tangle of, of, of tentacle tresses from his head, a very distinctive look, the big bulbous black eyes that are apparently very good for seeing underground. And and he has it's funny because he, he got, Kit's a, a character who I think you know despite the fact that it's a guy in in a costume with lots of prosthetics and stuff like that uh, is is shockingly uh, effective in in the way he uh, conveying like facial um, characteristics and I really really like the character quite a bit I am a big fan of Kit Fisto I, I'm still rather annoyed whenever I watch uh, Revenge of the Sith that that Kit is so easily dispatched by Darth Sidious uh, in in the in Palpatine's office. It was always a big bummer to me that that Kit was just kind of like ignites his lightsaber and it's just, just cut to little ribbons right there in in the opening segments of that fight scene. And uh, you know, if I remember correctly, that fight scene with the three Jedi Masters against Palpatine was much longer in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. And I don't know if that was changed, and that that may have been. The original shooting script may have been that way as well. We'll have to talk about that down the road because I'm sure we'll get to cover you know the the prequel movies at some point soon. Uh, but yeah, it was a much longer scene. Kit featured prom- more prominently in there. Actually, did some stuff. Got some got a, got a lick or two in there on Palpatine before being dispatched because that was obviously going to be the fate of anyone who went to confront to confront Darth Sidious at the time. Um, so, but yeah, it still kind of bugs me out that. It, uh, you know, I'm assuming for time constraints uh, that that fight scene was kind of reduced to what it was and those two Jedi Masters uh, just quickly dispatched so you could get to the Mace Windu part of it all and then uh, Anakin's inevitable betrayal of the Jedi to to support uh, Palpatine slash Sidious in his quest to be able to save Padme from from dying. And and so, I, again, th- this is all just to say I really like Kit Fisto. He he got the shaft a little bit in, in Revenge of the Sith, but what are you gonna do? The Jedi they had a, they had a role to play, and it, a lot of it was to be fodder. <laughs> so, it, but I'm excited to see Kit in this episode. And Phil Lamar, a, a incredible voice talent, Phil Lamar, uh, just uh, I think he does a wonderful job of bringing that character to life. And again, a character again we we talked about his, his facial features in the films, but even more so in the animation, he can go from being fierce to having that wry, quick smile that we first saw uh, him have in Attack of the Clones. So, again, really, really excited that he's in this episode. And as we played in the in the, in the clip, and we talked about it in the plot, Kit and Nadar Veb are there to retrieve Grievous... Er, retrieve Grievous? To retrieve New Gunray, who escaped and is holed up in this base. They don't know where they are yet, but as that clip ends, they are about to find out they are in the lair of General Grievous as they walk into a room that's full of spare parts for the good general. Uh, now, as we as we hear from the clip also, uh, Count Dooku is offering up Grievous to the Republic. And let's play the clip of, of why that is, is, is the case. As, as, uh, as, as Do- Dooku and Sidious are demanding more. More from Grievous. More results from Grievous. Let's play the clip. Yes, my lord! General, the ongoing stalemate in the war has become unacceptable. There is concern you have lost your focus. Lord Sidious demands more dramatic results. More dead Jedi. 
You expect victory over Jedi, but all you give me to fight them is battle droids! Once again, Grievous smashes his hand down and ends communications early with Count Dooku. And as you're as you're probably aware, as as we've worked our way through the beginning parts of this episode, uh, as Fisto and and Nidar Veb be, uh, work their way through the chamber, when they are beginning to understand where they are, that they are in the lair of General Grievous, uh, they they notice all the statues, and we are meant to notice all the statues of of this this uh, humanoid warrior. It seems to be. Uh, I think Kit mentions the line that like it seems to be sort of a um, celebrating this warrior. This I think he calls him a strange warrior at some point, and and obviously that is that is that is and I you know they never come out outright and say but I think we we know it's grievous it's grievous before the the cybernetic implants before uh, the cyber prosthetics uh, uh, become part of his life and and um, you know we get some hints of of why he is the way he is now um, and I think we're gonna more fully explore what went on with Grievous, and if it's not in Season 1 of the Clone Wars, we're going to talk about it in, in in our Grievous episode, because I do want people to kind of understand why why he's not my favorite of the Star Wars rogues gallery, you know? Uh, and and I, I'm, I will be happy to chronicle that and, and, and talk about that a little bit more, and it isn't, this is an interesting episode in that it's like so much of it seems to be framed uh, in, in convincing the audience that, like, hey, General Grievous isn't just some kind of like bumbling droid leader. Uh, he is... Uh, you know, a warrior, and there's a reason why he has all these these Jedi lightsabers because uh, he has bested them in combat, and he is the type of warrior who takes trophies. and And we see some more of these trophies, some other dif- different uh, uh, collectibles that he has uh, taken over the years from from uh, his from his conquests, and and so we get hints of that. and It's it is it is interesting. Uh, in in a sense, it's not that again. Grievous is a character. I, there's reasons why I don't like him, but there's not necessarily his motivations that I that I don't care for. It again, we'll get into it later, and 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 I'll be able to kind of articulate it all better. But we don't want to go too far off the off the off the tracks with this episode. We're staying in this episode. We don't need to go on one of my my little diatribes at this particular moment. So a Grie- Grievous arrives at his lair. And he, he goes very quickly into engaging uh, with Fisto, Veb, and the clone troopers that are there. Now, something we should mention here, which is pretty interesting, is that this this episode is sort of like one of the first... Um, not I mean, I'm sure we've seen them in the past, but this episode, the clones that are with Fisto and Veb are uh, red-striped. So they got the, the white clone, clone trooper armor with red striping, apparently like like red squadron kind of, kind of situation. Uh, this is sort of known amongst the fans as as sort of uh, the the clone trooper version of of Star Trek red shirts uh because as as you will see uh the clones don't make it out of this one and they are every time it, grievous engages with them or one of grievous's agents engages with them in this episode uh, uh at least one clone dies <laughs> not quite as um egregiously as as it did in Star Trek but uh, the, if you if you are in the red striped clone armor you had a bad, you know, there was a bad fate waiting for you on the other end of this and and I th- always thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> but this is the kind of the first episode that really starts starts that kind of tradition of the red striped armor being a bad bad set of armor to wear if you're a clone uh, so the battle begins and the Jedi cut off Grievous's legs that seems like it's pretty helpful right but you have to remember this again in an episode that's sort of designed to show us why 
General Grievous is this 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 formidable warrior for Jedi's. Um, having no legs doesn't matter. And and we got to remember too the other thing here is like we are in the layer of Grievous. Grievous has like home field advantage. He knows the ins and outs, the secret passageways. Uh, he's able to uh, uh, use his arms but to swing across the ceilings of the lair. Uh, despite the fact that, that Kit and Veb are, are very formidable, formidable Jedi's, Kit, Kit Fisto in particular, uh, and they have a they have a small squadron of clones with them, um, it's not going to be enough. And again, I think part of that is because it's designed as an episode to, to show us that Grievous is is a, is a serious threat to be that we all need to take very seriously, but I think the home field advantage comes into play a lot too, and and we'll we'll see that very shortly, as 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 he begins to activate, you know, Duke Duke who's sort of stacked the deck against Grievous, but Grievous quickly counters all of that. He he reactivates his Magnum droid bodyguards. He um he unleashes the Gore creature against the against the clones and the Jedi. Uh, there's a he has a lot going on here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, you know, I mean, as far as as far as traps go, it, it is sort of an interesting plot. What what do you all think about what Dooku did here, where he's sort of offering Grievous up to the Jedi if they can catch him, but he's also spurring Grievous on, giving Grievous the heads up, like, hey, guess what? We're gonna test you, fool. Time to see if you're you're worth uh, whatever compensation you're getting or whatever droid parts we're paying for. And and. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys like that? Do you like that, that this is sort of a test from Dooku for both the Jedi and General Grievous? Who's to say? I mean, remember, Sidious's goal is, is to completely undermine and, and eliminate the Jedi. So I, I, I'm assuming they, they're pulling for, for Grievous here. But if he's not going to cut the mustard, they'll find someone else to lead the droid army. So it, it's an interesting aspect of the show. And, and, you know, also you have to consider, too, Grievous in the hands of the Republic. What does that really mean? When, when Palpatine is the one running the Republic? Is it only a matter of time before Grievous were to escape? Or does Grievous pay the price? Is, is Grievous killed by, by Palpatine, or more, more specifically one of his agents, while in Republic custody so that no secrets are given away? It, it's, uh, it's interesting to ponder, but we never really get to go down that rabbit hole because obviously the actions of this episode put Grievous back in play. They, they never t- Grievous sort of asserts himself over the Jedi. Spoilers. <laughs> I'm assuming you've already watched it as well. Um, there's some interesting parts here with with Nadar Veb, and we we sort of talked about Veb and and sort of his his power here. Did I read the Jedi Fortune Cookie? If I didn't, here it is. It's most powerful is he who controls his own power, and and that that is something that Fisto and Veb talk about quite a bit is is the role of their power and the way they use their powers or when not to use your powers. Um, and, and, and again, I like that aspect of, of Veb's character, the way it contrasts against the sort of cool collectedness of Kit Fisto. You know, you have this young, this young former apprentice, you know, probably not far removed from being a Padawan and, and, uh, he has to learn to be a Jedi Knight in the midst of a war, which is probably something that his training never prepared him for. And all of a sudden he is a, a general, a leader of, a leader of clone troopers and and you know you as a i would assume as a young mon calamari which nidar veb did not mention is a mon calamari you can tell he is distinctly younger from other mon calamaris that we've seen like our beloved admiral akbar 
because he has like that single that single one little single tentacle hanging from his chin. And that seems to be like an indicator of age and experience within the Mon Calamari. So he has the one. So we can tell he's fairly young. And, and uh, obviously the, 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 the conversations with, with Kid Fisto seem to confirm this as well. Uh, but Veb is, is not like obsessed and focused with his power, but he leaves because he has the force that he can, he should accomplish and win all of his battles because he can control the force and it does his commands for him. Uh, an, an interesting exchange in this episode is after the Magna Droids are activated, or actually, I believe it's right before the, the Magna Droids are activated, Grievous is able to get away from from our, our heroes. And Veb blames the clones. He says the clones got in his way, and he would have been able to get Grievous if the clones hadn't, hadn't bungled it for him. Um, and that's, again, not a very Jedi-like thing to do. Uh, again, you sort of see that emotion with the Veb character. And, you know, Kid has tried to call him out and, and caution him against this this sort of uh, fiery path that he seems to be on, but but Veb is a character who is, again, the dueling perspectives of a Jedi Master and a young former apprentice in the war is an interesting thing. As and I think we're going to get to it at the very end. Of this, I can't remember if it's at the end of this episode or the next one, but Yoda talks about, and we're going to talk about it more as the show goes on. This whole war is designed to to destroy the Jedi from within. Uh, it. it they are supposed to question everything, and we've talked a little bit about it. Just the fact that the generals, the, the that the Jedi are generals in an army that controls a slave army. The Jedi, in a sense, the Jedi are doing wrong. They are sort of on the wrong side of history here. This is a conflict they should not be as directly involved in as they are, as 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 Sidious has manipulated them to be. And again, this is going to play out over the course of the seven seasons, and we'll have. Uh, bigger episodes to really dissect this more and, and to have this more of this conversation, but th- this is an ep- a great episode with the hints of that of of the things to come, and I did really really like that. Uh, so Grievous does that. This is when Grievous activates his Magna Droids, his Magna Droid bodyguards, I should say, and and uh, they quickly dispatch the shuttle so that the Republic forces can't get away, and they send they send uh, Kit Fisto's uh, R six droid and his Jedi Starfighter on the run. That is that is sort of the saving grace here for our Republic forces in that R6 in the Jedi Starfighter is able to get away before the Magna Droids can destroy him. So he will be the reason in which the Republic is able to arrive and, and help our, our, our Republic heroes here, our Jedi heroes. Uh, let me play the clip here as Grievous, you know, remember, he's had his legs cut off and he's with his droid A4. And, and we're going to get a little bit of a conversation here, a little bit of hints of, of Grievous. As as uh, you know, why maybe little hints of as to why Grievous is the way he is, and uh, you're gonna hear the tail end of the battle against Kree, against Gore, excuse me, and yeah, hey, check it out. Goodbye, Jedi. Master, the upper patches are getting cold, and contrary to your belief, I do have other things to do. Proceed with my repair. Sometimes I wonder why you submitted to the changes. Improvements? I submit to no one. I chose them. Now get on with it. Take it off the severed legs. Put on some new ones. 
There may be some discomfort. We hear sort of the weird cyber eyes scream of Grievous as that faceplate is being removed because we know he has eyes. So what's beneath that faceplate? Ooh, time will tell. Time will tell. Um, not on this episode, of course, but time will tell. Uh, we also should mention that the his droid, the A4 droid, uh, uh, is sort of a modified version of that that uh, that, that uh, droid who's torturing other droids in Jabba's palace in Return of the Jedi. So you'll recognize his sort of uh, unique. Uh, body structure and his unique head. It's sort of like this oblong head and the way his little mouth flaps. You'll definitely, you'll definitely recognize that robot from Return of the Jedi uh, for sure. All right, I want to go into another sound clip right now. The Jedi, Kit Fisto's dispatching gore. Uh, but this is a little bit of that, of that conversation of, of the differences of philosophy between Kit Fisto, Nadar Veb, the older, more established Jedis, and, and the younger apprentices who, you know, probably still a bit hormonal let's be honest they're very young they're very young let's play the clip here we go so you're gonna hear the death scree- death, death cry of gore and then we're gonna go right into it this is going to pay for this i will destroy him i understand your pain but you forget your teachings nadar revenge is not the jedi way but in this war strength prevails the rules have changed Perhaps you are the one who has changed. Come now. We need to keep moving. You'd have to think uh, that that if they make it out of this this episode, there would be some sort of uh, um, rehabilitation, or, or you know, they would order Nadar Veb to go to some kind of a Jedi meditation to to refocus on on the skills he was initially taught and in the ways of the Jedi. Uh, you know, because he is talking about revenge and being just outwardly aggressive in 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 the war and in winning the battles and in stopping General Grievous. Uh, so that that's something unique and interesting to consider. And again, a theme we will continue to explore as we meet different Jedi's and their different interpretations of what is going on in the war, and and how they are trying to act through the Force. All right. And I also wanted to play this clip this clip as as Grievous and and Dooku talk once again and and. Uh, Dooku states his intentions here. General, I understand the Jedi have infiltrated your lair. Your recent defeats at their hands have shaken my faith in your ability to lead the droid army. I'm sure you can understand my need to reassess your effectiveness. You! You deactivated my guards! You let the Jedi in here! So you would test me! I do hope you emerge victorious. Ha! It's time for you to prove. Oops! Alright, Count! I'll play your little game! He's <laughs> it's funny, I mean he's already playing the game and he's he's doing quite well on his own. But it was interesting to kind of uh, uh the the moment where where, where Grievous sort of gets to uh, uh be made aware of why these things are all happening to him was was rather interesting. Not so I'm not sure how he couldn't deduce that on his own. But one of my complaints about Grievous, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. That's that is for certain. Point. It's at this point that we're in our, our final stages here of the of the episode. Uh, uh, it's down to the clones are all dead. It's down to Fisto and Nadar Veb. And at, at this point, Fisto's just trying to get out of there. He he doesn't like the way things have gone. 
he feels that that things have turned against them. They don't. They no longer have what he thought was an advantage with the clones, uh, but that is very quickly soured. And, and so they they are looking for ways into the control chambers. They are looking for ways to get out of the out of the fortress and and to bring in more more forces. He wants to call in for help, and that makes sense. Uh, they access the control room. Fisto goes through, but Nadar Veb sees Grievous coming, and it's time for it's time for a lightsaber battle. Now Veb does really really well against the Magna Droids, but how's he going to stand up against Grievous? Greetings, young Jedi. Where is your master? How exciting! You will find out soon enough. You can't defeat us all. Of course I can. Get him, Master! Kill him! Wait, where's the other Jedi? Oh, no. Alright, so Fisto's in the control room now, and he's basically watching on screens as Veb and Grievous engage in battle. And, you know, Veb seems to do well holding his own, but, but Grievous, uh, not... You know, for, for such a proud warrior, is not above uh, cheap shots and cheating and fighting a little dirty. And so with a concealed blaster, he dispatches Nadar Veb as Kit Fisto watches on the screen. And it is sad to, for Kit to see his former Padawan uh, be killed by General Grievous. And, 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 you know, potentially another lightsaber added to his collection here. Uh, this then shifts to our final engagement. It's Fisto versus Grievous. That's all that stands in, in the way of, of Kit making his escape. He signals for R6. Uh, what I like about this battle is the lightsaber battles are always great on, on Star Wars The Clone Wars, and it's fun to see each Jedi and their unique fighting style. Always pay attention to that. that that's something we haven't talked about necessarily because we've seen so much of the, so many of the same Jedi. You know, We've seen a lot of Ahsoka, and Ahsoka's lightsaber style is, is going to be constantly evolving, so definitely keep paying attention to the way Ahsoka's lightsaber uh, fighting techniques advance as the show goes on. But we're used to seeing Obi-Wan, and we're used to seeing Anakin at this point. You know, watch the way that Nadar Veb fights. Watch the way that Kit Fisto fights. They they do they, such a remarkable job on the show of of bringing that unique fighting style for each Jedi to life. And, and uh, it's it's very, very impressive. So I'm always quite taken watching the lightsaber battles. But what's so neat about this one is the way Kit is able to incorporate the environment around him you know the this planet that that Grievous's base is on is rather uh misty and foggy and 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 uh you know it's kind of like a, a san francisco morning i guess <laughs> uh, but the way he's able to kind of move in and out and and grievous is not able to detect him is ultimately what enables him to uh, make his escape you know r6 comes back he gets in the jedi starfighter and they're able to get out of there uh so Grievous sort of wins the day, sort of proves himself to uh, to Dooku, and and the Jedi have paid a, a, a price. You know they've lost more clones, they've lost another Jedi Knight, and and uh, it's uh, dark days, dark days. So let's play this kind of final clip here. Uh, let me see if I can find the right spot. I want. Yeah, here's Fisto making his escape. Let's just play it from here. A six. <laughs> Dooku, the Jedi have been defeated. Victory over the clones and the young Jedi was expected. But to best a Jedi Master, this is truly an accomplishment worthy of recognition. 
the Jedi Fisto escaped. So there is room for improvement. <laughs> What about your former Padawan? His heart was in the right place, but he tried to answer Grievous's power with his own. To answer power with power. The Jedi way, this is not. In this war, a danger there is of losing who we are. Tell it, Yoda. Preach it. And, and that, I mean, that is the, that's what he's saying right there. I mean, it's almost prophetic. And, and, and what will come for the Jedi at, by the end of the Clone Wars here. And uh, listen, this is, I really like this episode. I think it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy these episodes, especially the early ones where we get to follow the adventures of some other Jedi Knights besides Anakin and Ahsoka. And, you know, I mean, I'll be honest, I, it, at this point, we haven't had a ton of Obi-Wan either, but, you know, we have, we have seen him more so than, than many others. And I, I really like seeing other Jedi Knights. I think they're such a fascinating, interesting Though sometimes overused, I freely admit they are sometimes rather overused. But this is an interesting era where so many unique Jedi's exist, and and again, Kit Fisto, one of my personal favorites, and and this is a, a fun episode. And and Phil Lamar, just Phil Lamar's already an incredible voice talent, but I think he does a wonderful job with with Kit in this episode. I give this episode a rock solid eight point oh. Dig it. I dig this one a lot. I hope you all had as much fun with this one as I did. Uh, again, I do think it's an episode designed to convince me that General Grievous is a better villain than I think he is. But I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And and we'll talk about that more down the road. But uh, still a fun episode nonetheless. And listen, I can I can have all the arguments I want in uh, all, all the opinions that I want about General Grievous and why I don't like him that much. But General Grievous is on this show. Okay, <laughs> that's just the bottom line. I get to deal with General Grievous a lot, and I get to deal with General Grievous when I watch Revenge of the Sith. So that's just how the cookie crumbles for me as far as General Grievous goes. So whatever, it's fine. We'll talk about it later. Remember, we're still plowing ahead. We're working our way. We're getting excited for the Bad Batch, which is coming May the 4th and May the 7th. So we're going to get two episodes in a week, which means you're getting at least two episodes of Mandovision that week. And you're basically getting two episodes of Mandovision every week through May into June very easily. So so, so I hope, just like I said before on the last episode, just keep your buckets on. Never take your bucket off. You know, we're, masks aren't going away anytime soon. Might as well keep your bucket on too. Buckets are way cooler than masks. You know, you can filter out everything with the bucket if you have a good one. Pay for those upgrades into your buckets. That's all that really matters. That's what's going to keep you safe. And, you know, maybe gloves and hand washings, things like that. <laughs> Anyways, remember, my, this is the MandoVision podcast. The best way to reach us is at social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show. We do have an email account. It's MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends, family, the Mandalorians in your life. If you're on Apple Podcasts, five-star reviews are so helpful for spreading the word about what we're doing here on the show. And they make sure that we don't get lost in the shuffle. Remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, and so many, many more. And if there's something we're on that, or if there's something that you want us to be on and we're not, let me know. And I'm going to get us on there, okay? Uh, remember, we are part of the 3 Bzine Network of Podcasts. You can head over to 3 bzinecom check out all the other shows on the network, check out our story page. That's always a great way to support the show if you don't want to 
do a, do a Patreon for any of the shows. I haven't talked about Patreon on Man Division. Um, one day I will explain that. <laughs> but basically, if you're a Patreon of the TomCast podcast, you're supporting Man Division too. So don't no worry about that though. Man Division's free. Enjoy it. That's what we're all here to have fun with Star Wars. Um, and uh, hey, that's the bottom line. So for Man Division, my name is Tom. There's only one way to end this podcast, and this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.